Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the All Kings Podcast. I am your host, Corbin, with my co-host, Tate. And today we have on Michael Cantor of NFTier. It's a pleasure to have you, Michael. Absolutely. I'm excited. One of the premier NFT launch pads on Hedera. Yes. Yes, and it is the launch pad that we will be going through to be launching our collection. Well, by now it would already have been launched, but yes, we have launched our collection through NFT. And so far, everything's been very seamless. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Unless our community accidentally DDoSes it yeah. <laughs> from the volume. <laughs> So, Michael, tell us tell us a little bit about NFT here. Yeah, happy to kind of dig in. NFT actually started, you know, looking back now, almost a year ago. Like this, we started last January, and it was kind of like a complete accident at that time, um, because I was new to NFTs myself. I was uh, in the avalanche space, and I. Um, had some one-to-one time, you know. I was into all of that um, the three-three economy stuff that was going on that was really big and hyped. And, and there was this NFT collection called the Trips. Um, and the Trips, what they basically did is you you could buy a trip and you would buy it with time, the, the token from Wonderland, and then you would get a portion of the staking proceeds from time itself. So I was like, oh, okay, this seems like a no-brainer. And, you know, the events that transpired later kind of showed the opposite. But it seemed really cool at the time. Um, and the thing I noticed is like, okay, how do I find the rarity of these NFTs that I've got? Or, like, where do I see the metadata? Just on Avalanche at the time, it, didn't, it wasn't, like, readily available. There were a couple of um, places that were doing rarity, but it wasn't like automated or anything like that. And you had to ask for it. It was like a whole prestigious process that you had to basically go through. Um, so I was like, you know what? I want to learn more about the NFT space. So I decided to make a Chrome extension to, you know, just fetch the metadata, see how it would go. A few days later, Chrome extension is live in the store. Um, we send word to the trips collection, like, hey, you can use this to see the metadata. And they loved it. And they all downloaded it and they started using it. Over time, we started to get requests for, you know, additional collections. And we kind of built up like dozens to hundreds of avalanche collections, kind of like going down that route, just indexing and adding more and more collections. Um, and for a while, we were still just a Chrome extension. Um, at some point, I wanted the ability to, you know, click a tweet share button from the Chrome extension so you can see a preview of the NFT. And frustratingly, I realized that you can't do this unless you have a website. So I was like, okay, I'll make a website. Um, so the first page on NFT, and this is the oldest page right now, is to see an individual, like on Hedera, it's called a serial number, but on EVM change, it's called a token ID. So that's kind of why I use those two words um, together sometimes. It could be a little bit confusing, but the token ID page was the first page that we had on NFT. Um, and literally all it did was it had the picture of the NFT. That's it. This was the first version of the NFT website. It was just a picture wow. of that single NFT. Um, <laughs> nice. And then, you know, 
after we enabled that feature, people started asking for more features. Like, oh, I want to be able to see all the NFTs in the collection. I said, okay, fine. How hard can this be? So eventually, you know, we had rarity listing pages, um, which you see today, but it was a much, much worse version, probably only a search bar. Uh, there was like no oh. filters or anything like that. Um, and then, you know, we started getting players from Phantom reaching out like, oh, can you do the same thing on Phantom? I was like, you know, probably. So I spent two days I'm like, oh, yeah, that's super easy. So then we had Phantom. And then, you know, we had Ethereum, Polygon, et cetera. So now we've got all these EVM chains. Um, fast forward, uh, maybe six months later, we have a bunch of filters. We have an Android app. We have an iOS app, the website. Um, and they're all centered around this idea of rarity. So you can see all of your NFTs in one place, see the rarity, see the metadata, the images, download the images, whatever, you know, things like that. That was the big focus for a really long time, just rarity. And then uh, around the summer during the Hedera heat wave, I had a DM um, from the founder of uh, HBrains and they'd reached out like, oh, can you do rarity for Hedera? Um, in my head, I was like, never heard of Hedera. Literally have no idea what this is. Um, I, wrote, I actually don't know if we could, but we'll take a look at it. And then I'm looking at the documentation for Hedera. I'm like, this looks really easy. Um, and three hours later, we have the HBrains listing up at DM back. I think it was probably Marty McFly who I was talking to. And I was like, hey, oh, we have your already listing up yet. Nice. And <laughs> I think at the time he was like, wait, don't list this yet because we haven't even minted. Um, so they didn't want people to cheat the system or whatever. So we waited a while and eventually we got it live and other um, Hedera collections started to come to us and we started to list a bunch of Hedera collections. Um, then we wanted to kind of come up with a way to generate revenue. Our first shot at this was the, uh, the NFT or print station. I don't know if you've used it before, but basically it enables you to print your NFT on a t-shirt a canvas or like a sticker. Um, so that was our first foray into like a revenue generating product. Um, so today you can still use this functionality to print any of those. Um, and then eventually, you know, we got big on it and we wanted to launch our own NFT collection. I really got excited about the technology here on Hedera, just so different from EVM chains. Specifically, the thing that really excites me about Hedera is that we have um, these first-class citizens for tokens and first-class citizens for NFTs. It's so different from an EVM chain where everything is smart contract based, and it's not—it's on the chain, but it's not really on the chain. You know, it's yeah. different in that way. Yeah. Um, so, Shells and I we launched Wokefems, um, and we wanted to do it on our own website. Uh, so we built our own launch pad so that we can launch the Woke Femmes collection. So the Woke Femmes collection was the first um, launch on our website. Um, it was also the first iteration of our smart contract. Um, that iteration had quite a few bugs um, at the time. And, you know, eventually we improved and now we have a pretty smooth process. Uh, but we've learned a lot kind of from that experience. Um, we didn't have multi-minting enabled. Um, there was... A, a weird thing where it would transfer to a treasury account and we had to transfer off of the treasury account, um, things like that. Um, so that's how we kind of came up with the NFT launch pad. And ever since it's been kind of like kicking it in high gear. 
Uh, so at this point, we had NFT Rarity, PrintStation, and Launchpad. The moment we launched the Woke Funds, we had this idea of utility in mind. Utility is so key to that yes. collection. We just we wanted to throw so much utility at people that it's just in their head like, hey, this is the utility NFT. This is it. <laughs> you know, you, you can't get more utility than this. So we came up with uh, a bunch of stuff. Um, and you, you can see it pinned on the Wolfhams Twitter as well, if you want to pull that in. Um, but one of the one of the key utilities um, was advanced analytics. And advanced analytics is currently kind of the product that we're most excited about. And I can show you a demo in a few minutes if you're interested in that. Um, sure. And the idea Thanks, with <laughs> advanced analytics, and I don't know if you've uh, ever used like IC tools on uh, Ethereum, but it gives you basically a full market view of NFTs on Ethereum. It goes by different marketplaces like Rarible, OpenSea, et cetera. You can see who the whales are. You can see what's listing, what's minting, et cetera. You can go deep, deep, deep into detail. And that's essentially what we want to build for Hedera. Um, where we're at with that is, you know, Hedera is still very early. If you look at the volume versus Ethereum versus Sol, things like that. But we're really excited about it. And we think that it is something that will be really useful to the creators and the builders um, and also the holders. Um, so without further ado, I will try to share my screen a little bit. Um, let's see. Let me know if it works. Shout out HBrains for uh, reaching out to the man himself, Michael, to get right. Hedera Hashcraft working with <laughs> NFT. Oh, yeah. It was like so wild because I was like, what is HBar when when they had reached out? I don't, but I'm so, so comparing, comparing HBar to like any other of the chains that you've worked with, would you say it's pretty seamless to work with the code? Yeah. That's one of yeah. the main things is that the the developers at Hedera have made it so easy to build um, that it's kind of insane. Like there's a JavaScript SDK, there's a REST API, you know. These are things that like developers in the Web2 world just take for granted. But in the yeah. Web3 world, you don't get those things without paying a fortune. Um, and like Hedera has the REST API open for free. They let you use the SDK. You know, those things are really, really important for the developer experience to make building, you know, things like advanced analytics really easy. Um, and I don't know if you can see my screen right now, actually. Yes, we can. Yep. Cool. So this is the homepage for advanced analytics. Right now, advanced analytics is in beta. Uh, to access the beta, you need to have three woke thumbs in your wallet. Uh, the alpha was five, so that's a nice decrease. Um, and the public, you'll just need one Wokefems. Um, if you want to see the data now, uh, you can grab those Wokefems on Zeus um, and see all of this live. So this is kind of like the main overview page. Um, and you can see right off the bat, you've got estimated market cap, volume, sales, and holders. Uh, since the last time we've demoed, this has actually changed quite a bit. You can see that we actually have these filters up here and you can see, um, you know, when you click this drop down, hey, over 30 days, the market cap um, has actually moved half a percent. 
with the last seven days, it's moved um, 17%, you know, and you can tinker around with these drop downs and it gives you that high level view of where the market's at. Like if you look at the one day sales, you're like, oh, or the seven day, it's not that great. Um, and you can see kind of like the market has kind of been at a downturn in terms of volume lately. Um, if you come down over here to the overview, you can actually see um, some more detailed statistics. These are kind of just high level numbers, but the detailed statistics kind of take those same numbers and aggregate them over periods of time. Um, so market yeah. This is based off of the whole entire market with all of the NFT marketplaces combined, or is it just NFTs? Um, it's based on everything that we can get our hands gotcha. on in terms of data. Right now, we index sales from Zeus, Hedera, Sentient, yeah. uh, HashGuild, and HashPack SecureTrade, as well as SecureTrade. Uh, we try to index pretty much all the mints that we can from different launch pads. I'm going to go into that into a little bit. Um, and for listings, we aggregate Zeus and uh, Hedera Sentient. Nice. Very, very cool. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, that's really all you need is mainly those three big exchanges. Yeah. And it is kind of exciting to see where, you know, as Hedera grows, there's going to be more launch pads. There's going to be more marketplaces. Yeah. So it's really nice to see that centralized view and how things are growing or shrinking in terms of volume and, you know, things like that. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> when you mentioned that you were doing this, my mind was kind of blown because I was like, you know, I didn't even realize that HBAR didn't have this until you said it. And I was like, oh, well, that's a pretty big tool that people need to you know fully make informed decisions about you know what's going on with the ecosystem instead of just kind of guessing and kind of looking at like the basic stats on zoops yeah and it's not not financial advice though oh of course <laughs> yeah, of course of never course. yeah um everything we, we try to get the stats as accurate as we can um some of these are still relative we might still be missing data in some places we try to get as close as we can um, do you want me to keep digging in further? I don't know if you had additional questions, yeah, but sure. Yeah, you can yeah, approach a little more if you'd like. Yeah, teaser um, trailer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is uh, market activity. Uh, so market activity kind of tells you where the market's at, at a given time period. So, for example, in the last seven days, these are the number of accounts that have been selling and these are the number of accounts that have just been buying. Um, and you, you can kind of see uh, over seven days, been a lot of uh, selling going on. Uh, if you go into 30 days, that number would be a little bit different. Uh, the really cool thing is uh, profit versus loss over here. Uh, one of the things that surprised me when I started uh, actually indexing this data is that most accounts on Hedera are actually in profit, meaning like they either mint an NFT or they bought an NFT on the secondary and they sold it at a higher amount than they minted it for or they bought it for, which is surprising, right? So not a lot of people uh, are buying something and then have to sell at a loss. Uh, are you basing that off the value of Hedera or the value of... You like U.S. dollar or whatever national currency they're using? 
we're, we're basing off the value of H bar. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So basically you would, yeah, the, whatever price you minted it for and then the, whatever you sold it for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so these are kind of more charts. I won't get too into the nitty gritty of these. I will come down over here to this marketplaces one, which is super cool. Um, because you can kind of see the pie chart of where the marketplaces are at. Um, so by sales right now, Zeus obviously holds the largest amount in like a seven day period. Um, you can see this little pile over here growing a little bit. Uh, that's Hedera Sentient. Uh, then we can see Hashpack Secure Trade. That pie is still pretty big. Then we can see Hash Guild over here. Um, and then we can see Secure Trade from other methods and other wallets and things like that that are exactly labeled. Um, sure. Coming down here, we can see collection distribution by market cap. So, like, if you're a, you know, if you're new to Hedera and you want to think like, okay, what's like a blue chip, where it's like a, you know, not a safe bet, but you know, more safe than buying like from a new project, you know, that the price will be relatively stable, where there'll be at least liquidity to buy your NFT if you need to sell it. Um, you can see that breakdown over here. Uh, so we can see at the you know at the top, uh, angry barboons currently have the most amount of volume, and then oh, coming down you see dead pixels ghost club, and then the pie gets smaller and smaller and secret me's and things like that. Um, so that's the market overview page. This is kind of like not super detailed, but gives you that idea of where the market actually is. We have this collections tab. Uh, which goes into kind of more detail on each individual collection, where they rank, what the volume is, market cap, market cap in USD, floor price, number of sales, et cetera. And then you can kind of go into an individual collection and see even more detailed stats. We have um, trending mints over here. Trending mints aggregates all of the ongoing mints in a given time period. And you can see uh, what the price is that they were minted for, the total number of mints, the unique number of mints. Uh, slowly, we're also working with launch pads to actually link back to their launch pad um, and say, like, oh, this collection was minted on XYZ launch pad. Um, so we can see over, like, the last seven days, uh, we've got Pixel Borks, uh, Fatty Mania, Jolly Llamas. You can see... The, the mint value for those. Um, also really interesting is this unique mentors column um, because this gives you an idea of like, okay, let's say the supply is 1,000 and the number of unique mentors was like 10. So as a holder or a trader, you'd be like, that's kind of suspicious, right? Why are 10 people minting out the whole collection? That's a lot of manipulation. Yeah. <laughs> the laundromat is open. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and you, you can see all that data over here just by, you know, c coming into this view and, you know, being able to do that kind of research. We also recently added this export button. So you can take all this data, put it onto a CSV sheet, Google Sheets, and do whatever you want with it. Um, and then we have the uh, whale tracker. Um, this yep, that's is me. <laughs> Rank one. Is it, yeah, with is your that... two boons. <laughs> And is this actual your account ID? Um, 
Yeah, this is something that's been like highly requested is the ability to see the, the top uh, NFT holders on Hedera. Right now we've got about, uh, I think, 40-something uh, whales indexed over here. Uh, they get indexed about once an hour, and these accounts are actually tracked at, at that same interval. So regular accounts will index probably like once a day, but whales will index once an hour. So these numbers should be pretty up to date. And it can give you an idea of like, oh, what are those individual whales actually doing? Um, how much they're profiting, I see. Yeah, like I can jump into this whale over here, which is rank number one, and it'll take a minute to load. And then I can go into um, trades and I can see, oh, what is this whale doing right now? Uh -oh. um, yeah. <laughs> and I can filter by sold on, like, oh, 16 days ago, this whale was selling a bunch of Lehman Club NFTs, you know, and you can kind of dig deep into the kind of trades that they're doing. You can dig deep into the collections that they have, the sell volume, the mint volume, the profit that they made. Uh, you can sort by return on investment, things like that. Um, and you can really dig deep into what these accounts have been doing uh, through that uh, accounts page. So how is it how is it sorted? Because I see that the portfolio value, it's it's like it's not sorted by that like the h-bar balance and stuff yeah it's not sorted by the h-bar balance it's uh shorted it's oh but you can sorted. change that okay cool yeah it's sorted by the portfolio value that's how we come up with the rank so whatever the the value of their portfolio is um that's who will be rank one not necessarily who has the highest profit um yeah. but we do want to work with the uh with the community and see what they consider is a whale um and you know maybe these ranks would change over time based on those ideas um you know wow look at number four sure is whaling into nfts 570 oh 4, yeah 4878 <laughs> <laughs> think about if you just bought up a whole 40 percent of hangry barboon actually no that'd be all of hangry barboon's collection DJ has entered the chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the um, so Mike, Michael, what's your favorite? What's your favorite thing on the launch pad? About the NFT launch pad. Yes. I think uh, my favorite feature, and I thought this would be something that would be used more, but nobody actually asks for it. Um, is when we launched the Woke Femmes collection, we had this button that said Mint with Coinbase. Um, so what you can do is buy your NFT using your Coinbase balance or like uh, the 10 plus tokens that Coinbase Commerce supports. Um, so you wouldn't actually need HBAR to mint it. Um, but a lot of collections actually haven't asked for that functionality to be enabled on our launchpad. But it was something can that was really Can we enable it? <laughs> that's you so did. cool man. you did ask but it's a little bit yeah. too late um no, it's all right it is but what it is maybe for the next iteration we can look yeah into definitely that. i keep yeah. that in the back of my mind it um to me it speaks to the technology that hedera has the fact that you can even do that um yeah. like 
minting on the back end, you know, and using a, another payment provider like Coinbase. It's, that's kind of crazy. Um, and that's why it's, it's kind of my favorite feature. Um, I think for a lot of creators, um, and I, again, I, I want to be clear, like when it comes to other launch pads, we, it's not really competition to us. Like we love all the launch pods out there and we work with Hedera Sentient, we work with Turtle Moon, you know, we're open to working with pretty much anyone. Um, but I think for creators, one of the favorite features has been um, the ability to show uh, the tweets below the launch as, you know, things are happening. Oh, wow. So essentially when the mint is ongoing, if um, if you tag uh, N of tier tech and you tag the collection name, then we'll show uh, the tweet below the launchpad page. So I think as like a, a holder, it's like extra kind of reassurance, like, oh, okay, people are actually minting this thing. They're real people. They have a profile. Um, and this is what the NFTs look like, you know, just giving that extra reassurance. So I know that that feature has been really nice um, for for um, holders and creators. Could you go to our collection by chance? Yeah. Thank you. Let's see. Where are we? Got to be somewhere there. Yeah. Nice. There we go. Yeah. So that's the, the Hedera Crowns collection, which we're all very excited for. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very excited. By this time, by the time this comes out, we'll have already mentioned. Yeah, and the detail on these pixels is just insane. Very, very fine. Our artists and did great sure. work. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, you've got a lot of like collab traits in here too, right? Yes, eleven one of ones with a variety of the top blue chip NFT projects, and a lot of them just really come with. Like we've hosted already on our podcast and stuff. I didn't really want to add a bunch of projects that necessarily we haven't really talked to and there isn't really a connection there. So I wanted to make sure that we stuck with people that we like, we knew they'd be okay with us more or less collabing with them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I should probably slow down that GIF. It's kind of flying off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good. It, it creates yeah. like some level of excitement, you know. Yeah. Sure. Like, oh, there's the there's the hangry one. There's the panda one. Um, I got a men button real quick, you know. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and then you you also get a uh, a corresponding like if you meant a boon, like if you meant the boon one of one, you'll you'll also get like an actual boon. Yep. Like we will, we will, we will take we will take an actual boon, put it in a cage, and send it to you via, via USPS. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> if only that was no, compliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like the FDA or like one of those agencies would be upset. Yeah, no, we could we could just talk to Mike Tyson. He's he's good with exotic animals. Okay. He had a tiger at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, more or less, what Corbin was trying to say is each one of one that is minted with collaboration with other projects will receive an additional NFT from that project already. Yeah. So say if it is a hangry barboon, you'll be get, receiving a barboon of our choice 
We're not going to let you pick it out. We're not going to let you pick out a golden barboon. <laughs> For like 100K? Yeah. <laughs> but hey, at least you get one. But yeah, I think that's uh, a nice incentive to just provide the idea of hopium out there with potentially earning yourself a one-of-one one legendary. Yeah. Should should we be offended if there's no woke femmes one-of-one? One? Or, or maybe there there is. It's just you never You never know. Hidden. You never know. You never know. Or Gen 2. Because I know there's a lot of projects out there who want some collabs going on. And so maybe Gen 2, we just come out with like 100 separate collabs. (laughs) Go big um, or go home. Yeah, right. You can actually, to find those collabs, you can actually use uh, NFT Advanced Analytics to figure out uh, what are the biggest projects right now. Uh, Wink, wink. That was a solid side chill. Good. That's, that's good. That's good. It was smooth. It was smooth. So, Michael, job, what Michael. is next with NFT? Obviously, you have the advanced analytics that continue to develop out and continue to blow people's minds away. But what's next besides that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, advanced analytics is going to be pretty much the biggest priority in a roadmap going forward for the next few months. Right now, we're just touching, you know, the, the tip of the iceberg. You know, we have all of this analytics. We have all this metrics. Uh, the next thing that we want to do um, is aggregate metrics against multiple collections. So let's say um, Hangry Barboons is 1,000 holders um, and Creamies has 1,200 holders. Obviously, just making numbers up. Um, so we'd like to show what percentile a collection fits in across the ecosystem. So we can say like, oh, Creamies has the highest percentile in terms of number of holders, or Hangry has the highest percentile in terms of floor price over a given time range. Um, so aggregated statistics like that, that's kind of like the next big thing now that we've got the whale tracker um, through. But going kind of like even deeper than charts and analytics, um, we want to enable these analytics to be usable in different platforms. So let's say you get an SMS. Oh, floor price is down, floor price is up, 10 sales happened, you know, things like that. Um, or you get Discord messages uh, to a server of your choice. Oh, you know, like the same things. Here's the chart for the day, things like that. So that's like really detailed stuff that we want to get into next. It's just having that data at your fingertips so you don't, just have to go into the website to view it, but you can actually get it sent directly to you. Um, and all of that, again, will be available by owning Woke Femmes. Um, so definitely pick one up so you can get that functionality. So that's in terms of uh, advanced analytics. Um, we also want to you know, come back to our Chrome extension and our Android and iOS app and start adding these same features that we've recently added to our website. So it should be possible to get to the launch pad from our Chrome extension. It should be possible to go to the print station, access events, analytics, all in the Chrome extension, Android and iOS app. Um, so that's really big. Um, and additionally, we have roadmap items for launch pad improvements. Um, one of the most highly requested features right now, I think, is being able to mint in a token that's not HBAR. Uh, so, for example, if you want to mint in Sauce or you want to mint in H Labs, you know things like that. Um, so that's coming up soon as well. Nice. 
Cool. A one-stop shop for Hedera NFTs, that's for sure. Do you still yeah, work we- with the other chains as well? Yeah, we still do rarity listings. We're still actively indexing uh, the rarity side of things for Avalanche, Phantom, Ethereum. Uh, we do also a lot of omni-chain rarity listings. Um, I can briefly show you some of those. Um, we do. What think- I'd love for something to happen would be for you to start working with XRP NFTs. Because XRP yeah. NFTs really need something like this. We have yeah, no source of rarities at all yet. I didn't I actually didn't know that. Yeah. You know, XRP was the first cryptocurrency that I had purchased like years back before all the drama um, and things like that. Um, I know that NFTs are something that XRP has. I just haven't dug into it. So maybe that is what, you know, something that's next on our rarity I roadmap. Would- a good start would be probably connecting with either XRP Cafe or on XRP marketplaces and then to maybe work out with them a potential tool that they could utilize or collaborate with you guys with on building out some sort of rarity tool. Yeah, those are the two biggest launch pads yeah. on XRP. What kind of volume does XRP have today? Uh, no clue on that. Great question. Yeah, I just sit on my XRP <laughs> NFT. I only hold one, but yeah. So I'm not really up to date with it as much as I am with HBAR nowadays. Because I initially was just kind of like an XRP maxi, and then Corbin slowly pulled me away from that into Hedera. Now here we are. (laughs) I slowly red-pilled him into Hedera. (laughs) Um, I have to dig in more into XRP. Um, For me, multi-chain is definitely the future. Seamless experiences, you know, looking forward five, ten years from now, it shouldn't matter which chain you're on. It should just matter, like, you want to get some dope art, you want it to be tokenized, okay. You just go to such and such website, um, I connect, and then that's it. Um, yeah. I shouldn't need to know about all these different chains or anything like that. Um, and to that regard, we're always going to be building towards kind of that direction to make it as seamless and easy as possible on an tier. Um, so, like, this collection, AstroKid, um, they're on uh, four different chains, Phantom, Avalanche, Polygon, um, and they've got some stuff on ETH. This specific collection is on Phantom, Avalanche, and Matic. Um, so there's 3,333 NFTs, and we have this, you know, if you check the URL, it says Omnichain up here. Uh, so we have the NFTs indexed across those three different uh, chains. And the rarity is based on the, the combination of all the NFTs. So like if you were to do uh, the rarity with just Phantom, just Avalanche, just Matic, it would look vastly different. The numbers would yeah. be not the same. So this takes the rarity across those three chains and combines them to come up with a single rarity listing. Um, wow. And then some pretty cool art too. I don't know if you've heard of Teens, but his art is just through the door. Looks great, yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, I'm excited for interoperability from tools yeah. like Hashboard to do the same kind of thing, so we can see like some cross-chain uh, NFT collections that go from maybe 
HBAR to Ethereum, you know, Avalanche, Matic, those types of things would be really exciting to kind of see that. I agree. I'd love yeah. to see HBAR to ETH. That'd be a great cross-chain connection because yeah, hopefully like, we'd still be able to dodge gas fees some way or another. But I don't think it'd be possible. It's been pretty tame on really? Ethereum. It's not, not as tame as HBAR. I yeah. recently did a swap uh, for my uh, my MFT tokens to HiFi tokens, and I spent $2 on that swap, uh, which is a lot more than what you would pay on HBAR. But yeah. for Ethereum, that is pretty cheap. Oh, yeah. uh, compared yeah. to like $60, $100 swaps that you would see like uh, maybe during the bull market. Yeah, I think lack of volume helps tame the just the swap price, really. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, it's also good insurance. Like, for instance, like I just bought some USDC on hashpack like i i swapped my my hbar for usdc and that whole process i think used seven hbar which is is pennies pennies and it's and it would stay the same too even if hbar was just like rocking and rolling like ethereum was you know like a year ago gas fees are still gonna be the same yeah the throughput on it's ridiculous so why charge more for you know it does it just doesn't need it doesn't it just doesn't need to do that it's great yeah, and I think part of why is because it's DAG based, and uh, yeah. there's this idea of trimming, uh, kind of. Um, so recently, Hidera put on an announcement that um, smart contract rent is coming in February, uh, which is really cool. Uh, so the idea with rent is if you don't you don't pay your rent, you get evicted. Um, so smart contracts that uh, don't have the uh, the auto renewal account funded. And it's, it's really cheap. It's like 0.02 cents or something to pay the rent for a 90-day period on your smart contract. But if it's not funded, your smart contract automatically gets deleted. Wow. Um, eventually, that's coming for tokens as well on Hitter. And I think, I don't know if a lot of creators are educated yet that this is coming, but, you know, the auto-renewal account, just typically, I think, the treasury account should have a little bit of HBAR on it so that the token doesn't get deleted. You know, um, it's smart because some things don't need to be around forever on the chain. And it also uh, provides a way to generate a little bit of revenue for Hedera um, through the rent fees, um, which makes it sustainable over time. It might seem like pennies now, but as uh, as time goes on and more and more people use it, it's just, it's just going to scale up like the App Store on uh, iOS or Android. It'll just keep up, 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 up. more people use it. Yeah. As well as the price. I, you know, interesting enough, like the App Store approach, I don't know um, if you two are big on Telegram, but they recently launched their own blockchain as well. I think it's called Tom. And. Really? They've kind of taken that like App Store esque approach with D apps. Um, I haven't dug into it a lot myself, but it's something that's kind of interesting as well. Um, I'd love to see more um, blockchains kind of go that route where it's seamless, you know, and maybe we'll have HBAR OS or something one day, right? You know, that would be really cool. Wow. I'll definitely have to look into that one. I think that'd be yeah. a, 
a good call for a podcast on it eventually. Yes. Yeah. yeah. His telegram's really big and they're very well known for connecting just a lot of people together through mm-hmm. small communities, kind of like Discord is, but just in its own way. Yeah, but the, but the other thing that's really cool about it that makes me really happy that they're doing something like this is they're really, really focused on privacy. Like, yeah, like super high focus on privacy. And it's 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 kind of interesting, too, because they're still they're still their own sort of ecosystem. Whereas, for instance, um, oh, what's the one that Facebook bought? Was it WeChat? Uh, like, this was, this was like a while ago. What that? What was the name of the app that Facebook bought a while ago? It was like a messaging service that like a lot of international people use. WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So WhatsApp used to be really secure too and it had encryption and like all that good stuff. And then Facebook went and bought them and everybody's like, got to run. I don't now. know. Marky Mark's <laughs> coming after you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then what, what does that leave you with? That leaves you just with Telegram, who is completely self-funded and, you know, you can get Telegram premium and, you know, that's how they fund all their services. And it's a nice little cohesive infrastructure. And, you know, if, if at, the, at the end of the day, if, you know, blockchain is supposed to be about individuality, security, you know, all that stuff, less centralization, I think Telegram having a blockchain is really smart. As long as it yeah. can sustain it. True. Yeah. I haven't dug too much into the tech layer of it, but it just it seems cool conceptually to have a privacy focused company creating a blockchain, uh, creating like that integrated experience of their existing app. I think I feel like Kick or something tried to do something similar and it didn't pan out too well. Mm. Uh, have you? Okay. Have you, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> have you used Kick lately? I, I've never used Kick. I've only really heard of it um, from all the drama that happened. I was like, "What is this?" Oh, I guess I used, like yeah, yeah. I used Kick back in the day when I was like twelve. Kick used to be great, man. It used to be so good, and now you open it and you, it's just ads. It's just a bunch of random ads. It's disgusting. It looks it terrible bodied. now. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I get messages from bots all the time. That's kind of why I keep it. Is I want to see what new scam I'm being try, trying to get sold on now. <laughs> yeah, the Chick Fil A scam. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. For uh, for anyone listening who was in the U.S., um, if you have a Chick Fil A account uh, on your phone, or, or sorry, on the uh, on the Chick Fil A app, um, they had a big data leak, and per- almost everybody's card information got compromised. So uh, the other day, somebody tried to spend like one hundred and fifty dollars, two hundred dollars on Chick Fil A gift cards on my debit and credit card. So vibes, GG. GG. As <laughs> is, is a pro tip, I, I better um, get rid of my cards now or something. Yeah. Might as well cut we them just all, all while switch they to last. crypto. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Once, once the, uh, the H bar credit card kind of experience coming out, that'll be cool. That would be insane. That would be cool. I mean, you still kind of can through like the uphold card. I mean, you get, you get, you get XRP back on that, but um, you could, you could still fund it with H bar and use that. Well, what I'm wondering now is, since HBAR is now on Coinbase, can you use the Coinbase card? You should be able to. Good point. That would be, yeah, that would be really cool, too. Yeah. And, you know, integrations like Coinbase Commerce really enable, long term, I think, those kinds of unique experiences, I would hope. 
like what we were doing with the print shop, you know, yeah. NFT where we have users coming from all kinds of blockchains. Um, so it could be a good way to introduce those people to Hedera or Hedera users to Avalanche and, you know, sync up on this idea of, you know, like the future is kind of multi-chain. Um, we don't have to be a maxi because at the end of the day, if we're going to, in my head, if we're going to onboard billions of people, they're not going to care about what Ethereum is. They're not going to care about Solano or Hedera. They're just going to care, okay, what are my NFTs? What's my balance? You know, you know, things like that. All they're really going to care about is not getting their wallet drained from some fishy website. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably a kickbot also has yeah. like a credit card or something. That's like funny. That. That's going to be the death of me or, or one of the 15 Snapchat bots that keep trying to friend me. <laughs> yeah uh yeah well michael if there's anything else that you have left to shill nft or about or the woke femmes collections unless corbin you really have something yeah. yes can i really quick i, I want to really quickly show something uh from nft um when you connect your wallet to nft if you if you click on your wallet id and then you hit profile you can actually see some of those analytics from your own wallet there, which is really, really fun. I had no idea any of this was like a thing. And I'm like, Ooh, oh, wait, how much profit? Where did it all go? What? what why? <laughs> <laughs> and then you could see like your, your buying sell pressure and stuff um, and your portfolio value, which I think mine's probably broken because I have so many old <laughs> token IDs that aren't one token ID. Um, and then like how much each bar you spent on just, flat out minting stuff which dude i love <laughs> love random stats like that that's that's great it really it, it can really be hurtful to your ego sometimes oh yeah <laughs> i was about to say I, i've had people reach out since we enabled this like hey this can't be accurate there is no way that i spent negative sixty thousand h bar i'm like mm, i'm looking at it on chain it's it's right <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry to break it to you. You got a bad Wolf spending that. habit. Um, thank you for shouting that out. That is, that's a, a freemium feature that we rolled out actually like two weeks ago, I want to say, uh, with our new profiles. And you can do one more thing with that. Uh, you can alias your profile. So if you're logged in and you click edit profile, you can put in a username, you can put in a Twitter, and eventually you can set a profile picture. Uh, we're not there yet, but... You should grab those aliases while you can. The more so you know. I took my name. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody took my. Sorry, name. man. I, I took it. <laughs> Rude. Get it, Rude. I'll, I'll just I'll just be I'll just be going now. <laughs> well, thank you once again, Michael, for coming on the podcast. It's been a true pleasure being able to work with you one on one on developing out our very first collection as well as just being able to just sit down and have a thorough conversation about the whole entire platform that you've been developing. Thanks, Renan. Thanks, Tate. It's been awesome. And big shout out to the All Kings. Um, by the time you're watching this, uh, Hedera Crowns would have probably minted out. Uh, we'll see how things go. All yes, right. indeed. Have a good one. Bye. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the All Kings Podcast, and we'll see you next episode. Peace.